Brad was also out of town this week, so. Where was I, Adam? <laughs> Iowa. In the great state of great Iowa. The great state of Iowa. That's where I'm from. It's, <laughs> yeah. God's country. I was in Iowa as well. I think that's why we have such a glow tonight. We just look great, both of us. <laughs> yeah, it's the light. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Oh, Lord, we just pray for your, your blessing upon Brad. Pray that your Holy Spirit would speak through him. Um, just, just help him, Lord, to, to present well and to accomplish your will through this talk. We ask this through your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. <clears throat> I think I'm going to move up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was in Iowa. We actually went to Dyersville, Iowa. Who knows about Dyersville, Iowa? What happened there? There's probably many things that have happened there, but most recently... Right? Field of Dreams, right? So we actually went to the Field of Dreams site. Uh, but that actually wasn't the coolest thing in Dyersville, Iowa. So St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church, I think it was actually Basilica, just towers over everything in this whole little town of Dyersville. It's two big spires. And it was, we were there, and it was 6 o'clock. And, you know, they had Salve Regina playing on the church bells, and it just echoed over the whole city. It was, it was just really cool. That, there was all sorts of things that could have been really cool about that experience. And I, that was the one that I took away that was I, I was, I was reconnecting with my stoic, you know, German Catholic roots in this little town of Dyersville, Iowa. You know, these are my people. <clears throat> so that's my, that's my Iowa story. All right. Uh, it's great to be here. This is, uh, as, as Adam said, kind of, the, you know, it's a kickoff of sorts to our year. Uh, so what a blessing it is to get, to get together. Uh, the hope tonight with this presentation is to uh, lay out the theme for the year. Uh, so as Adam mentioned, uh, we're going we're gonna <coughs> to kind of have an extended look at worship. It's kind of came out of uh, all sorts of different points of communication along the way over the last year at different points. Uh, just a desire for us uh, to continue to grow. And one of the ways that we can continue to grow in holiness, uh, one particular way that we have as uh, a covenant community in this way of life is to, to really have a focus on worship. So that's what we're going to do this year. Um, Kurt, yeah, so we'll, we'll start with the real practical stuff, and then we'll get into some of the deeper things. Uh, so this is the schedule. We'll start there. It's not great to end on the schedule and then go into a worship, so we're going to start with this first, uh, and then, we'll, and then we'll, we'll end with other things. So uh, if you remember, last year we did a Fan into Flame retreat at our fall conference, which was great. Uh, so this is like an extension of that experience of our life in the spirit uh, and then that lived out in our communal worship. So we're going to have, uh, that's going to be the, the overall focus for all of the sessions at our gathering coming up uh, between now and May. So <clears throat> you can see from this list, uh, you know, tonight uh, we'll introduce, as I'm doing right now, um, presentation on uh, who is this God that we worship and how do we approach the Lord. Uh, we're going to hear a bit from Andrew tomorrow night on 
uh, unity worship, wholehearted worship, uh, this idea that the Lord uh, wants to build up uh, us as a body, uh, as the, the living stones. Uh, so that's a bit of a kind of set the stage for uh, the rest of the, the, these, these presentations. Uh, at our gathering later in the month, we're going to talk about elements of our worship. Uh, and one of the, I think one of the things that might be a little bit different than we've done is uh, some of these sessions are going to be, uh, they're not really going to be presentations per se. They're going to be workshops. So, for example, in November, uh, we're going to have a, a training or a workshop of sorts on, on in-between praise so that that time, maybe you're a little uncomfortable with that time, when we finish one song before we start another one, there's that in-between time. What do we do with that in-between time? That's a powerful time. So we're going to actually, we're going to go into a workshop and we're going to work through uh, how can we use that time to glorify the Lord uh, together as a people. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, again, within the context of our communal life, uh, in December, gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, inspired songs, these gifts that the Lord has given us uh, to be built up as a body, right? They're meant to be uh, inspiring and to uh, cast our gaze upon the Lord. Uh, so excited about that. <clears throat> We're going to go through in January uh, prophecy, particularly again within the context of our corporate worship. So uh, what is it that, uh, you know, when we, when we experience something from the Lord, uh, wanting to, to bring that forward prophetically, uh, another workshop again in February, uh, we're going to have a focus on uh, household prayer, so prayer in our homes. Uh, again, communal worship, right, but it's in our homes. So how do we do that? You know, maybe we don't have a musician in our home. That doesn't mean that you can't sing in your home, right? So we're going we're gonna to have a workshop where we talk about that. I think the kids are probably going to stay with us, so we'll teach them a little bit about uh, worship within our homes. Uh, and then just to round out the year in March, uh, the spiritual battle in our worship. So uh, acknowledging that we're in a battle and allowing the Lord through our worship to equip us uh, and to ready us for uh, engaging that battle. Uh, in April, acknowledging that our worship is done in good times and in bad times and particularly in the, the, the difficult times and the suffering, uh, that the Lord really has something for us uh, in our worship. Uh, and then in the end, the last session, so the Lord's response to our worship that we offer to him, so maybe more of a reflection upon the Lord's response to us as we worship. So the aim here and the goal, uh, again, not to... Uh, we're doing a lot of kind of experiential times, and the hope is that uh, we can grow as a community, continue to grow uh, in worship and uh, for, for, for the sake of growing in holiness, right? This is a particular way of prayer that the Lord has given to Heart of the Redeemer that he wants us to use, uh, and he wants us to use that to be more holy, so we're going to engage that in all these different ways uh, over the course of this year. So excited about this. Uh, I really hope that it's a blessing to you in your personal life. Uh, and 
as much, I hope that it's a blessing to us as a community uh, as we, we come together in times of corporate worship. So uh, that's, the, that's the plan for the year. That's the outline of all that we're going to be doing at our gatherings. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll be great. All right. So to set the stage a bit for <clears throat> a whole talk series, a whole uh, focus on worship, uh, I just wanted to touch on a couple things tonight before we, uh, we move into a time of worship. Uh, focused on who is this God that we worship, it's, it's important that we know the God that we're worshiping. Uh, and then some, some practical steps about uh, how we engage the Lord. So I'm going to begin, this is uh, from John's Gospel, chapter 17. It says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, that they may know you, the they is us, right, that we might know Jesus Christ, that in all things, first and primary, is that we know the God that we're worshiping, right? That's at the heart of what it means to be a disciple, is to learn and to know uh, and to have an experience of the God in whom we are worshiping. Uh, so throughout Scripture, all sorts of different examples and presentations and descriptions of who the Lord is. So I'll just talk about a few of them here. Uh, the first, in a couple from the Old Testament, uh, both involving Moses. So the first one being the burning bush, right? That scene where, you know, Moses is a bit wandering and kind of comes upon this strange happening of a burning bush. So who, who is the Lord in this burning bush well, he's a God who takes initiative, a God who is inviting Moses to draw near to him. He's a holy God and a personal God. He's a God who came to save and to redeem and to deliver. Uh, and then he's a God who is for us and has come to save us. And then there's another, uh, another passage in, in Exodus. Uh, again, Moses trudging up to Mount Sinai with the tablets, and the Lord reveals himself again as to who he is and his character. And he says, a God who is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands of generations, and forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty. So this is the truth about who the Lord is, a God of steadfast love and mercy and forgiveness, but one who does not dwell in sin and evil, right? So the Lord is being clear with Moses and he's being clear to us through these scriptures about who he is. And we turn to the New Testament, right? The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us that God himself comes to dwell in us through our baptism, uh, and that through the Son we have access to the Father. Again, a God who loves us, who comes himself to redeem us, that he's a good God and a loving God and a merciful God to the sinner, right? We just, I, I think I might have 
talked about this last time because it struck me so, uh, right when Christ is about to go into the parables about uh, the lost coin and the lost sheep, right? What's the accusation that the Pharisees bring against him? Right? He's, he welcomes sinners and eats with them. That's who the Lord is. He welcomes sinners and he eats with them. So this is who our Lord is. And the Lord wants uh, to, to have a personal relationship with us. He wants to come and dwell in us and bring us to true friendship with himself. And he wants to use us for his mission so that we would be co-workers in bringing about the kingdom of God on the earth. That's the Lord that we worship, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> and we can only know what we worship, right? We can only know what we, uh, what we worship, and we need to know, uh, again, who it is we're worshiping. Uh, from John's Gospel, chapter 4, it says, But the time is coming, and even now has arrived, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So the Father is seeking worshipers who worship him in spirit and truth. And, and I think the, one of the questions that comes to mind uh, in my heart as I was looking over this material and preparing for tonight is, brothers and sisters, do we come to our worship with a desire to grow? Do we come to a time of worship with a desire to learn more about who the Lord is that we worship? Do we come to worship prepared to encounter the one true God who loves us and gives himself to us and who wants to live inside of us? Uh, that is challenging to me. Do I come to a night like tonight? And is that really, is that what, what, is that what I want? Is that in my heart? So I think my hope, Lord, I hope that, uh, you know, as we go through this material this year, that these questions, right, we can begin to get to the bottom of them uh, in our own hearts. Lord, teach us to pray, right? We hear this in uh, the Gospels, and this is from John. Uh, it happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray, just as John has taught his disciples. So, do we have the desire to grow? Do we have the desire to uh, be, you know, molded by the Lord in our worship? Uh, and do we have the desire to ask the Lord to teach us how to worship Him? Because, you know, as we know, uh, as disciples, we've learned how to pray. Right, prayer, and we need to learn how to do it. Uh, we need to learn how to approach the Lord, and thanks be to God, in all of our lives, in different ways and in, in different times, we've all learned how to pray. Uh, so that's what we're talking about here, is continuing to learn. Right? We never stop learning. A disciple never stops. We've never reached the pinnacle of learning, where we don't need to know anymore or know who the Lord is anymore. And we know, too, in our day that it's really important to be thoughtful and deliberate about who we learn from, 
right? The world is a messed up place. And we as Christians have issues. So not all teaching about who the Lord is really hits the mark, right? The line between solid Christian teaching uh, and self-help or, you know, me-centered Christianity or prosperity gospel is, can be a bit blurry at times. And if, if this is our idea of who God is, if it's a little, if it's a little off, uh, you know, and, and the Lord that we worship is one that, that fits our life and our, our circumstances and the choices that we've made, that we've fashioned this God whom we worship to kind of fit with our life, uh, that's, that's who we're going to be worshiping. Or maybe, you know, so prevalent in our society is that we make ourselves and our concerns the focal point of everything. And, you know, we do this because we like to be the focal point of everything, right? So this might play out, it could play out in a lot of ways, but one way is, you know, if, if we come to our times of worship every time with a consistent uh, focus on our own wounds or how we need to be healed or how much the Lord uh, needs to do, how much work he needs to do in our lives. Uh, and, and don't mishear me, we have wounds and the Lord does need to work in our lives. And we do need those wounds to be healed. And it's important that if we desire to grow in the Lord, uh, to grow in maturity, that we actually address the wounds and we seek healing from the Lord. Uh, but I think the, the, it's different than the approach of, of every time we come into a worship, have the focus be on all the things that are going on inside of us that are, that are wrong and are wounded and need the Lord's help. Uh, I think the truth is, brothers and sisters, that we come to our true identity in Jesus Christ when we get our eyes off of ourselves and onto him. And maybe you, you've had this experience as I have that that's when the Lord can really do some work, when he can, he can enlighten our minds to see the things within us that really do need healing and need his, his hand. Uh, when we get our minds off of ourselves and move them onto him, that the Lord is first place, that we put other people ahead of ourselves, uh, that's when the Lord does great work in our hearts, brothers and sisters. So we come to a time of worship with our eyes <coughs> fixed upon the Lord. Uh, just a few words about attitudes in our worship. Uh, attitude and our approach to worship is really important. Uh, so <coughs> just some, some helpful attitudes that will allow us to uh, meet the Lord and draw near to him and allow the Lord to use us. Uh, our worship should be shaped by what is pleasing and acceptable to the Lord. Again, <coughs> that, that passage from John's gospel about the Father seeking worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth. So Lord, let our, let our worship be pleasing and acceptable to you. Lord, let our, uh, and, and we know too that our, our worship is, is a great privilege. 
We have the honor and the opportunity to come before the Lord and worship him, right? We have no claim upon the Lord, right? We're coming to him and rather he allows us to access him and he gives us all the means to access him. So our worship is a great privilege and our approach to the Lord uh, should be one of purity and reverence, right? Just as Jesus' disciples approached him with real intimacy and great respect and reverence for him, Hebrews talks about offering God acceptable worship and reverence and awe. And our approach to the Lord uh, is one of joy and delight as well. So you might not think that, you know, well, how can those, how can those go together? Uh, so when we talk about reverence, don't think so much sadness <coughs> or heaviness, uh, because our worship should also be marked with great joy and gladness and delight. Uh, <coughs> endless examples in the Psalms of this truth. You know, Psalm 100, sing joyfully to the Lord, all you earth. Serve the Lord with jubilation. And it goes on and on about coming into the Lord's presence with joy and exultation. So these are, uh, can be helpful approaches, right? Helpful attitudes, joy and delight, purity and reverence, that we acknowledge our time of worship uh, as a privilege. And then how does that get expressed? I'm, I'm almost done. Uh, how does that get expressed in us? Again, we, we can turn to the scriptures and the Psalms in particular. <clears throat> so many references about uh, how can we express what is going on within us, right? We do that in one way we do that is through our bodies. So we, we see so many examples in the scriptures of, of hands raised and clapping and shouting and singing and kneeling and bowing and standing and dancing. All of these are expressions of what we're experiencing when we come into the Lord's presence interiorly and we want to uh, express that exteriorly to him. So again, we, we aim for reverent expression. Uh, and this, this doesn't mean uh, you know, necessarily somber and downcast uh, but it's, it's the opposite of casual and flippant, right? So we don't want to be casual or flippant about uh, our expression in our worship. It's meant to be lively and joyful in a lot of cases, and it's meant to be uh, deep uh, and real in other places, right? This is the gift that we have in our worship. So just in, in closing, I think uh, it's, a, it's critical, again, to know who the Lord is that we're worshiping. So we're going we're gonna to go into a time of worship right now. Uh, and we can, we can ask that question of the Lord. Lord, reveal yourself a little bit more to me tonight about who you are uh, as I'm worshiping, as I'm coming into your presence. <coughs> and we know that worship, just like the whole of the spiritual life is a journey. Mature disciples never stop growing in what it means to pray and what it means to engage the Lord and what it means to worship him. Uh, so let's press into the questions that I, that I talked about earlier. 
and really uh, reflect upon them maybe as we're worshiping, uh, as we're up, you know, coming into a time of worship and, and reflecting upon it. Lord, how do you want me to grow in how I come before you? Uh, did we come here tonight with an openness to grow, uh, to learn to be formed in our worship? Uh, yeah, and I, I think the hope would be that those sorts of questions would be ones that as we work our way through this worship material that we can, we can engage and we can encounter in the year ahead. Uh, so I'm just going to end with a little prayer uh, that we would be open. So, Lord Jesus, we, uh, Lord, we ask that you would help us to grow in our worship, uh, that you would really work in our hearts. Uh, Lord, you know the areas uh, in which we, we approach you well and in the areas in which we we don't approach you as well uh, lord we ask for growth in this next season lord continue to just work in us through uh, an attitude that we come to you in, in an attitude of uh, great privilege to be worshiping you in one that is uh, pure and reverent and joy and graciousness uh, Jesus, give us the grace to really grow and enter in and a desire to know you more in our worship times. And Lord, we trust that uh, with that sort of response from us that you can really use that as a blessing uh, not only to us personally, but actually as a blessing to Heart of the Redeemer as a whole. Uh, and we look for the great fruit that is born out of uh, this growth for all of us as we learn more about who you are and who we're worshiping and growing in that in this next season. So we pray that you would uh, come with your Holy Spirit, come with your Holy Spirit to be in our hearts and enlighten our minds uh, to know you and to have a deeper experience of you, Lord. And we pray this in your holy name. Amen.